0: The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to NXT Then, Now, Forever. I'm James Boy, and I am here with the senior, the senior, right? Yes, sir. The senior analyst of Sports Keta. Simon Cotton. What's going on, man? Hey, nothing much. Uh, just really enjoying
1: getting to watch some old NXT and what's going on this week. Looking forward to talking about
0: it. Okay, so this was, it. we're just going to be honest, this was not a good episode of a retro NXT. We're going <laughs> to get through it because that's what the show is for, but we're going to cover it and we're going to talk about it. Uh, it's it,
1: probably it not being a good episode. it's actually some, some of the things I took note of was just actually pretty interesting. We'll get to it, 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 it the first match will really started off Angela. Okay <laughs> <WWE> <laughs> <become> a- <clears throat> um, Seamus I don't believe you and I have been properly introduced
0: My name is Aiden English the man who's single-handedly using this company as a stepping stone to the brighter lights of Broadway Aiden English yeah, mm-hmm using this as a stepping stone to the brighter lights of Broadway. Well, funny you
1: should say stones, because from the sound of your voice, it's obvious that your stones haven't dropped yet. NXT number
0: 213 from March 20th, 2014. Uh, we get uh, we get Mojo Riley coming down to the ring. This dude's running in and out of the ring and around the ring sound like a fool. We get a sighting of the Gronk. Then we get Mojo Riley versus Bull Dempsey. Our first time seeing Bull Dempsey. Um, there's not much to say about Bull Dempsey other than he's Bull Dempsey. So yeah. <laughs> the, the match starts with Bull Dempsey in control with some strikes and some clubs and some knees and slaps and then it slaps on a rest hole because of course uh, Mojo fights back and it hits two singer splashes, a hip attack and then that running ass drop he does for the win. What you got on this, Simon?
1: <laughs> well, I barely paid attention to the match because I already knew what okay. was <laughs> but, uh, it was happening. Like, but one of the things is, like, it was a cold open. There wasn't really a lot of talking or no the promos that I'm used to with watching Raw and SmackDown, the 10-minute segment of somebody going on and on about God knows what. It was just straight into the match, which yeah. which probably the best thing to do considering who was in there. Yeah. And, uh, and, of course, since these are all a lot of these people are still employed with WWE, it's always interesting to see where they are at this point in their career versus what they are doing currently. And yep. Mojo Raleigh, from the big hype man to Mirror Master <laughs> oh, to man. stuck in the mirror dimension. Doctor Strange ain't here, <laughs> and Wong ain't coming. <laughs> okay, so
0: I've had Rich on the show twice. I've had Simon. I'm sorry, Simon. Sorry, I had Jeremy once. I've had to ask you because uh, I didn't really ask Jeremy, and I know Rich isn't really with the sci-fi shit, even though he's watching fake fighting. I don't know why he thinks that's better. Whatever. <laughs> so, is he in The Sunken Place or The Dark Dimension? Which one is is uh, Mojo Riley in? You tell me.
1: I mean, I guess he'd have to be in The Dark Dimension. The Dark Dimension? I mean, the, how, how would he be in The Sunken Place? We, he...
0: He's just looking at a mirror. Oh, so are that's... you saying that there are no white people in the sunken place? You see, you adding in a whole
1: bunch of different <laughs> subjects. <laughs> this is not the topic for the <laughs> nation.
0: I'm, I'm just asking. And then you gave me these weird, you know, you were trying to qualify, it. I was like, what's the qualifation? Like, say what's real. Say what's real. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was trying to take it easy talk, just said the mirror dimension. You over here just making it controversial.
0: I, I'm sorry. We can move on. We can move on. So uh after that, Mojo jumps to the crowd and celebrates with all of his friends and family that are seated in the crowd. We foreshadowing see- of,
1: the foreshadowing of the Andre the Giant mo- Memorial match from WrestleMania
0: 33. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean... I bet they think that one day they'll get Gronk to retire and he'll be in WWE. I hope he never comes, but I think they probably like, you know, you mean, maybe it's a possibility.
1: You mean the same way we were supposed to get a Shaq match with Big Show?
0: I guess. <laughs> I yeah, we they
1: got close one year. He was in the the that that's the the uh, Andre match the year before.
0: Yeah, that's right. And remember, Big Show got in that such a good shape. Like, the best shape he had been is just, like, WCW. And, I like, he's born in
1: WCW.
0: And, WCW. and oh, what, you say you never saw him in WCW? I'm
1: saying, I'd say it was, he was in even better shape, if you ask me.
0: No, no, no. Young, like, when he was, like, 95, 96, giant. Like, when he was out there doing nip-ups and, and, you know, in doing matches in Japan where he's doing moonsaults and stuff, like that giant, oh. it, 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 it was the best shape he'd been since then. But, like, 20 years almost, right? And then, nope. I know Big Show had to be heated. What um, did he even
1: end up doing for WrestleMania 33? Uh, I think he was just in the match, the The same Memorial Battle
0: Royale. I think so. I think so. That's And, tragic. you know... Every time there's a giant in the battle get ganged up on, get thrown out. <laughs> or most of them, anyway. So, we get an interview with CJ Parker. The interviewer says verbatim, CJ, it's been three weeks since you were defeated by Mojo Riley in an NXT, NXT arrival. How do you feel? He says he was shocked and sickened, and I'm not talking about Mojo's in-ring ability. I'm strictly talking about his lifestyle. He says that Mojo stays hyped on genetically modified, highly processed, empty calorie fast food. He says that Mojo is the kind of guy that swings through a drive-through, buys ten double cheeseburgers, burps, and throws the wrappers out the window. He says in one week he's going to humanely dispose of Mojo Raleigh. and then he picks up a recycling basket and drops a wadded up piece of paper into it.
1: Fickle. <sighs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I feel like
1: Daniel Bryan knows this guy. Uh, drink.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's real training wheels Daniel Bryan or should we say that Daniel Bryan has taken it and moved it on to something else
1: it was def- it was definitely interesting to see him as a heel because was, was he always a heel in NXT I don't exactly recall. Um, from what I know
0: of him in NXT he's always or he was the environmentalist hippie you know gimmick so yeah because you know it's Vince McMahon's WWE so of course an environmental friendly hippie is, you know, <laughs> I've been public enemy number one for for like forty years,
1: and it's so crazy because I knew that he was in NXT, but I only really got to know him and start watching him more closely in that first G one he participated in. Right. I think it was twenty seven last year. And uh, he yeah,
0: had a, yeah,
1: he had a bunch of uh, just fantastic matches, and he was always a ba- portrayed as a baby face at that point. Wait, wait, wait,
0: was last year when he beat Naito or no?
1: I'm not entirely sure. That well, one.
0: either he was in last year was the first one of the year before was because his first big win was when he beat Naito in the G1. And it like he killed Naito. He just... Naito just laid out.
1: I think uh, he had him. It's like it's just amazing to see how much far he's come. Yep. Just because somebody leaves the next team doesn't mean that's the end for him. Or leaves WWE, period.
0: Yeah, absolutely true. And then you need to also see some of these guys like... Um, cause honestly, CJ for me is most famous in, um, the NXT on the network areas for getting his ass whooped by Kevin Owens when he debuted, um, Damn. on like the second or third takeover. But yeah, just there are certain guys and you can be like, wow, this person is here now. Like, you know, Camacho, he's he's freaking I WGP, you know, tag. headway tag <laughs> champ right now. Yeah. He's about to go in Madison Square Garden and it's like, if you have... You couldn't have been able to forecast that thing five years ago doing – he's doing these things in um in NXT, getting squashed in full sale. No, never.
1: Especially me. I kind of just took some of the stuff they said for, verbatim because I didn't think why would they make – I didn't think why would they make up somebody's race. That's kind of weird. So I would have been saying, oh, he's wrestling somewhere else anywhere except IWGP <laughs> in New Japan for wrestling.
0: Yeah and I'm getting it wrong it's not like he uh, you know he's freaking Sonata now but it's just changing attitude more opportunity more you know more chances to do other things and a place that's more um, open to to being able to ide- ideas of anything so yeah so after that we get uh, Tyler Breeze comes down to the ring for a match we get a video recap of Breeze being a sucker last week Letting um, or beating up Woods and letting him just stay out there as a uh, wounded prey for Rusev, to pick up the parts. Uh, out comes Sami Zayn for a match and he gets shoved from behind and posted by Corey Graves. The medical geeks come out and evaluate Sami and they take him to the back.
1: Yeah, I think he, he had some type of head injury or something they, was, they were saying for this.
0: Yeah, they were teasing or they were treating it as if he was concussed. Um,
1: so were you watching NXT regularly during this period or did you come across it later?
0: Um, I was only at that point, I was only in on the takeovers and, you know, the occasional thing that Rich or whoever else would tell me, you should check that out.
1: Okay. Cause cause my main question was going to be, what is Corey Graves' deal at this point? Oh, this uh, is 2014, and this is, and I know they are all the subject of that documentary that came out the following year, but from ESPN, Yeah, but I'm not entirely sure what he was really doing at this point.
0: Yeah. I didn't watch, I never watched a single drop of NXT pre-network, so I can't tell you, but so far on the show, so far, he is pretty much... He's a bad guy who talks a little trash. Pretty good at it, obviously. Um, doesn't have the poise that he has now um, in the ring in front of a live audience, but he was still... You could see that he, he could get there. He just needed reps. Um, he has them now, so that's why he can do, like, the angle stuff he was doing two years ago or whatever. Um, but he just... Typical bad guy had to look because of the tattoos. Um, had a decent physique. Um, wore super skinny jeans. I'm pretty sure that's for heat. Um, but seemed like a capable hand. Didn't. wasn't anything special as like. Oh yeah, that was a great work or anything before he got injured and was done. Okay. Yeah, okay. and um, he's currently right now working with Sami Zayn or whatever else, or starting a program. Like he lost to him on. He called out Sami Zayn. Two weeks ago, and then Sami Zayn whooped that ass. So then this was, you know, to get his heat back because heels. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So then we um, go back, go to the back with Sheamus. He gets interrupted by an in English. English introduces himself and says that he's using WWE as a stepping stone to get to Broadway. So then Sheamus makes this Cena s joke because it's back in that time when he was basically pale Cena, and oh, wow. he says. Uh stepping stone, huh? Judging by your singing, it sounds like your stones haven't dropped yet. So in the same as says he's gonna to talk to NXT Commissioner JBL to get a match with English. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, he was uh um he was between <laughs> Regal and Cole, he was the NXT GM. Yeah.
1: Well that sounds a little bit more convoluted than what's going on right now.
0: <laughs> so Yeah, so out comes Adam Rose and uh, the Rosebuds for entrance. And then finally, 16 minutes of the show, we get a shot of commentary. um, And it's a four-man team of Regal, Phillips, Saxon, and Renee Young. No heels in sight. It sounded Uh,
1: like Saxon was kind of trying to fill the heel role at some point. And he has a very interesting quote that I'm going to get to in the next match. Oh, God. I'd say he was the the one trying to be more antagonistic or defending the heels. With everybody at the table.
0: I kind of felt like, well, I felt like Regal's filling in that role, too.
1: He's always been. I think he's always kind of been that gray area because I, when I used to watch old NXT mm-hmm. like every once in a while, if he wasn't doing some angle of being. Uh,
0: what's his role? The commissioner? He's a commissioner right now. Yeah. Or yeah. the GM or whatever you want to call it.
1: Yeah. When he wasn't doing the GM stuff, he was—he sounded like he was usually just uh, a bit of antagonistic, mm-hmm. which makes sense given his, his entire career track record, basically.
0: Yeah, but in NXT, from what I can gauge so far, because he's pretty much, he's been on all these shows, he kind of fills the uh, the Lawler role of, yeah, he's the Hill announcer, but he's so li- liked for so long that he'll... S- He's pretty much playing a baby face, but occasionally dips into saying he'll things because that's actually what his job is. And you let it slide because you ain't nobody out here trying to, you know, boo William Regal. Of course not. Yeah. So Adam Cole versus Camacho. We get big Adam Rose chance. Uh, they lock up. Then Rose tumbles around Camacho in a circle for reasons yet to be explained even five years from now.
1: This reminded um, me of that clip from. Did you see the Showbuckle video where they were explaining Naito's rise to the popularity and all that stuff?
0: Um, yeah, but it was a while ago. I don't yeah, well, I
1: remember. Well, in that video, they were mentioning like comical selling where oh. Naito was just rolling around, just holding his ankle. That's what this reminded me of. Okay, like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, you know, obviously, he's a comedy act, so he's being funny, <laughs> hey, but it's just like, yeah, all that for stuff? reasons. The reasons are I'm a goofball. Um, <laughs> so. Um, Rose does more goofing around until Camacho picks up Rose and back suplexes him. Camacho backs him in the corner with uh, and chops him with some overhands and some backhands. Uh, the crowd chants, party pooper at Camacho. Camacho just works over Rose with some chops and clubs and a headlock. He whips Rose into a corner for more uh, and then mocks uh, Rose's signature frolicking around the ring. This pisses Rose off, so he goes wild with a high tackle and fist from side control. Rose... Hits a charging back elbow in the corner, a Bronco Buster, a Spine Buster, then hits him with a regular ass clothesline for the win.
1: Man, I was, I, I thought I was the only one like, bro. if This is not the weakest clothesline I've ever seen in the match. JBL is probably backstage fuming.
0: Yeah, like that was, that was, that was a clothesline from that's a clothesline life. from Earth, <laughs> a, a clothesline from Purgatory, or whatever you want to call it, anything that that wasn't Hell. So then, next we get uh, Sasha versus Bailey. Charlotte comes out to the ring um, with Sasha, the B ringside, and Natty does the same for Bailey. Bailey shines early and then puts Sasha's uh, Kanye graduation uh, glasses on and mocks her. Sasha gets pissed and uh, returns a favor and then whoops her so bad that she beats the headband off of Bailey. So, Bailey, so then she puts on Bailey's headband and mocks her. Uh, and it,
1: uh, right around this time, like I mentioned earlier, that Saxton had this strange quote, quote that I just had to write down. So they were talking... Now, to put some uh, background on this, Sasha, Charlotte, and I believe Paige are part of the group. The uh, If it's not, not Paige, some Yeah, the uh, beautiful, fierce females. Yep. And, uh, of course, it's a heel group. They go right. around messing with people, targeting mm-hmm. different women in, in the company. And at some point, the commentators are saying oh, well, they seem to just have any issues or something that are, you know, typical heels are bad stick. And Saxton says, and I quote, it was something, I remember before this, it was something about taking a spot or something like that. Hmm. And Saxon said something like this. Are you waiting in line to be served chicken and brown rice? You go to the front of that line, grab the brown rice and chicken and a brownie too. Which led the, to the rest of the commentators wondering, what in the hell are you talking
0: about? You know, <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to commentary, but I do remember the words uh, uh, brown rice and chicken, or chicken and brown rice, and I, then I went back to ignoring commentary because it's- <laughs> WWE commentary. Like this was you know, this before we get like um Nigel and Morrow or you know Daniel Bryan or you know whoever else Graves even in NXT was really good, but um yeah, like I've never been a fan of Saxon even in NXT. He's more um like Sax is not bad, it's just he's just there. You know what I mean? And in NXT he was on a lesser level than even on SmackDown.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Some of the stuff Renee was saying, particularly during the Adam Rose stuff, it's the typical, uh, the babyface commentator likes the babyface stuff, but it's just, it's kind of cringe. I don't know if it's because it's Adam Rose or it's because of Renee and what she's doing right now with commentary on Raw. It, yeah.
0: it's, it's probably Renee, both. I think that Renee um, is worse than she was um, in NXT. And first, actually in NXT, when she was doing babyface commentary, I enjoyed her. Like, She's pleasant right? But when you have Graves out here trying to do debate fucking talk radio with her all the time, or they have to they have to not do their job seriously because whatever they're doing in the ring is like not good so they have to, you know, they have to talk about anything else, or they have to kind of bury her because of the, the Ambrose thing. It, it's a bad look. But, um, after all the, the back and forth of mocking each other, uh, Bailey mounts a comeback, but Sasha cuts her off and then throws her out the ring. Charlotte uh, walks up on Bailey, so um, Natty walks up too. As Bailey gets back in the ring herself, uh, Char- Charlotte charges Natty and hits her, and then Sasha rolls up Bailey, but Bailey reverses it for the win.
1: And I'm fairly certain this was Bailey's, I, I think the commentator said this was her NXT debut on the network or something yep. along these lines. This is
0: her network debut. From it humble debut match anyway yeah,
1: from humble beginnings to the top of NXT, to whatever you want to call what's happening right now on on WWE's main roster.
0: <laughs> yeah, getting booked poorly as usual. Even so, as champion,
1: say again? Yeah, even as the the ta- the new ch- team tag team champions.
0: Yeah, poorly booked. So out comes Aiden English and he sings his way down to the ring for heat out comes babyface Seamus with the old lobster head music this might be the last <laughs> this might be the last time this dude was this over with a crowd like too many limes I can't, too many limes uh,
1: so, uh, oh my god
0: yeah so they have a back and forth on the mic about uh, about Aiden going to Broadway and becoming a star so Seamus has a the crowd they think that English will become a star uh, the crowd chants, or they do the yes chant, and also some do the no chant. Then Seamus says, back home in Ireland, we sing too. And he asks the crowd if they want to hear him sing. And then the crowd all comes together to chant no. Then they do it so much so that he reflectively acknowledges that they're saying no. Like, I thought to myself, wow. Even even back then, two years after all that had, had passed, Seamus still couldn't escape Daniel Bryan in 18 seconds. <laughs> uh, so. Sheamus starts singing, and the crowd starts clapping along and in, um, in rhythm with his singing. And then they take turns snatching the mic from each other. And then Sheamus, I'm sorry, English shoves Seamus out of the ring. And Sheamus manages to land on his feet. And he gets hot and tells the scorekeeper to ring the bell. So we get Sheamus versus Aiden English. Sheamus is chasing Aiden English uh, out and back into the ring. And then English stomps and beats on Sheamus. And Sheamus uh, answers with his own clubbage uh, that he's been known for for about a decade now. Uh, Seamus sets up for a bro kick, but English rolls out the ring, and then we go to commercial break.
1: Yeah, I don't understand. There's a there are actually a few commercials on this show, but they were like WWE commercials, and it was right. just stuff for WrestleMania, like Lesnar, Taker, and like and since I'm talking about it, they had the you know those goofy animated movies that WWE used to do. Yeah, like the Scooby Doo deals. Exactly. This mm-hmm. was Scooby Doo WrestleMania something, <laughs> but, and I wasn't I wasn't paid attention to it at first. But then the but then the commercial for it said, starring some of WWE's biggest stars, John Cena, The Miz, I'm like, okay, that's Brodus Clay, <laughs> Santino Morella, Sin Cara. Okay, now you're just lying to kids, man.
0: I mean, <laughs> I really, really, really enjoyed uh, Santino's uh, uh, act, so I can't really speak to that. Like,
1: no, no, Santino, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. like, Brodus Clay, one of WWE's biggest stars. Come on. <laughs> he had one moment at WrestleMania 28. Keep it a buck.
0: <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> I did enjoy the Bruce Clay squash matches though. I did. Yeah. Like, I think the funniest love- one
1: was, I think the funniest one was the one with Alex Riley. Where he he had, was like, yeah, they were like trading dances. And then, and then Bruce just look, started kicking his ass. I
0: have to look that one up. I have to look that one up. But like, yeah, I love me a good, uh, a good quick squash match. But, yeah. um, but Yeah, we come back from this commercial break, and that's the thing. Is like, it's a network. Like, why are you going into commercial breaks in the middle of matches? I understand if I don't, really don't really enjoy the fact that they do commercial still to this day on NXT, but in the middle of a match, come on now. Um, okay, my heart. Yeah, so we come back with English in control. Uh, they go to the outside. Sheamus throws English to the barricade a couple, to barricades a couple times, and then uh they cut it back to the ring, and then English shoves Sheamus and post him, um and then regain the control. Sheamus is taking forever, just selling for English, just selling and selling and selling. This baby is baby. like a 2017 to 2019 Raw Male Singles heel Classic. Tons of quick cutoffs and squeezing and napping on the mat. Sheamus finally decides to get back on his feet and get some separation. We get a, a, a Sheamus comeback with a, a couple of ax smashes, a shoulder tackle in the corner, a running knee lift, and, and a power slam. Then Sheamus sets up and then lands the bro kick for the win.
1: Yeah, it's, it's actually at one point during this match... <laughs> I know you said you kind of tuned the commentators off, and I did a little bit too, but mm-hmm. I think Griegel said, at this point, these are the painless in-ring competitors I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. I think, I think one of them said someone lines of, like, it looks like a negative photo, and I, I was like, yo, this... <laughs> <laughs> they said it, not me. <laughs> yeah. So, thoughts on this show, in I general? Mean,
1: overall... It was just, it was passable at best and just a waste of time at worst. But, uh, it was still interesting. Maybe because it's this old, like, that I just have, uh, it's like, it's real interesting to see these people just back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, looking at Sasha Banks and Charlotte, like, while they're, while they're young, they're not old right now, but they were younger, like, less experienced and all this stuff, right, at this moment. Mm-hmm. And see what they become and see what they do. And actually, since, since I'm looking at all these people right here, let's, take a quick look of what everybody ended up doing. So Mojo Riley is currently stuck in the mirror dimension. Yep. Uh, Bull Dempsey isn't with the company anymore. Nope. CJ Parker went to...
0: He's uh, a US... He's a he's a hmm. New Japan US champion.
1: Yep. Uh, Tyler Breeze is doing his... Well, I wouldn't say doing his thing. He's teaming with Fandango on main event. Uh, Sami Zayn is supposed to come back real soon, though he's had a few moments on main roster. Adam Rose left... A while like, back. Yeah, like back in 15.
0: Yeah.
1: Kamacho went on to, uh, in a, in New Japan for wrestling, joined up with his brother. Yep, he's tag, in the tag champ. team champs. I think we already talked about her and Sasha, the tag team champs right now. Charlotte's heading to a main event doing nothing but posting her pictures on social media to build up the match, which is, which is real funny. And, of course, you have Sheamus and Aiden English.
0: Yeah, and that was about it. <laughs> yeah, Aiden English, who... He pretty much showed you what his... Like, he had a singing gimmick. Uh, He moved on to do the Vavlians thing, and they were over NXT. They went to main roster. They did absolutely nothing with him because, of course, they weren't going to do anything with him because it's Vince McMahon. Look at the history. Look at the track record. And then they start up the Rusev Day thing. They get over. They didn't like that shit. They kiboshed it. And the very second that they broke up, like, what... They had that one match and I don't think we've seen in English on TV um as a wrestler since. Right? I'm
1: sure he's doing something on uh is Superstar no. still a thing?
0: No, no, he's doing commentary for two five live.
1: Oh yeah, right.
0: Right. Yeah. But I don't think he's had a match since that Russa whooped that ass.
1: Maybe it maybe it was a get out of town match that they never told us about. I... <laughs> that's like, usually that's usually my head cannon whenever somebody just stops wrestling for like six months
0: <laughs> wow like the, the thing that was crazy about it was everyone knew the second you split them two up English was going to be off TV back in catering donezo finito finished and
1: call him a Marty Jannetty would be a disservice to Marty Jannetty
0: yeah because Jannetty had good matches continuing and he obviously you know he had his problems demons you know <laughs> demons. You, know, you know how that goes everyone, <laughs> everyone has demons like look man just say he on drugs whatever uh yeah. so you know but he still had his stints or whatever and was good you know at parts but no english literally had one match and was gone like even we thought that he was just gonna get his ass whipped a few times and then probably be gone but no he got one match and done one yeah. and done well, anyway, we'll be back with this week's episode of NXT.
1: Phenomenal match! In this Here we major go! Driveway. Dream's mouth wide open, sucking in air. Oh, He's wow. got cold. Ricochet all the way to the top. What? Ricochet sends down the Dream into Adam Cole and Alistair Black. Ricochet's not done. The one and only's not done. Here we go! The Lord of the Five. Press, ricochet on the top, going to the he gets the, next shot and the title.
0: Welcome back. We are gonna give you NXT episode 497, March 20th, 2019. We start with Triple H coming out for and he's gonna give us an in-ring promo. And he's going to tell us that uh, some start their dreams at NXT. Uh, he added that uh, dreams can also end in the ring. He mentioned that Champa needed neck surgery. And that meant that the NXT title is now vacant. So then he announces that we have a fatal five way to determine who meets Johnny Gargano at TakeOver. And then he announces that the winner will take on Johnny in a best two out of three falls um, in the main event of TakeOver New York. And he tells us that the contestants are Ricochet, Aleister Black, Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, and Matt Riddle.
1: Yeah, so right off the bat with this, I was, even though I know whatever they're going to put on for New York is going to be great, it's just so disheartening, even just to hear that, that match isn't going to happen. What Basically, one of the greatest. The greatest rivalry in WWE overall in the modern era, at least, uh, and it's like it was going to end. The, I'm sure the match they were going to have was going to try. They were really least going to try to blow out whatever they did last year out of the water, mm-hmm. and they and another opportunity just robbed them. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, Ciampa was was heated when he found out <laughs> that he had to get He's Like I couldn't hold out for like three more weeks.
0: Seriously, dude, <laughs> three more weeks. Well, you saw me on the thread, like, I don't, actually, I I probably don't even know if, like, the way I was reacting on the thread, uh, on the social suplex, um, like, uh, thread, like, does justice to how distraught I was over, like, the news that, like, this dude is done, and he can't do this fucking job after he's, after all the shit they've gone through, like, Johnny can't just beat this fucker one, one, one good fucking time and win the the belt. Like, I was so distraught. I'm still a little upset about it right now, but, um, it, it absolutely sucked because it's like they built this program for like 20 months, and then like we get four weeks out, and it's like we can't go no further. And I was just like, Man, if I didn't know this shit was a work, I would have been like, I would have felt like this is some Shawn Michaels pussyfoot injury, lost my smile bullshit. And he didn't <laughs> want to drop a belt, and fuck that dude, but I know it's fake, right? So, um,
1: it makes me wonder, like, do they do monthly checkups for, like, their main eventers when they know they got some big plan?
0: Nah. Normally, it's, um... Normally, it's a situation where they just have guys when it's a match that they know it's big or whatever else. They just try to protect dudes on the road and tell them not to do nothing crazy or they have them work less dates, generally speaking. And then, you know, if you have some type of issue, speak up so we can try to protect you from not doing too many matches. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, when Seth did that dive off of the, uh you know, off of the, like, 15 feet in the air, or not 15 feet, that's crazy, like, 10 feet in the air, uh, did that dive onto the pre-show table at the last pay-per-view, I was like, dude, and especially he didn't fall, like, flush, I was like, dude, if he had <laughs> broke your fucking wrist, the whole WrestleMania uh, match for the Universal title just goes up in smoke, <laughs> and then luckily he ended up getting up, but uh, at the time when it happened, he landed funny. I was like, oh, no,
1: it yeah, wouldn't have went up and smoke. We, we knew exactly who was going to be right there.
0: Oh, here y'all go. Like Rich, <laughs> Rich Rich, on the LOP show was t- telling me, like, you know, they kept him off out of Chicago on the on the Raw show. And I was like, yeah, well, he's selling an injury. And I was like, and he goes, they were trying to protect him from getting booed. And I was like, Rich, they had him in Philly, and he got cheered just two weeks ago. Like, I, look, maybe... But they had a story in place, so I can't really tell one way or the other, but they've done a lot of good work with him so far. They've done it nearly perfectly since he's been back. So if he I got booed, then like he was gonna get booed regardless of whatever they did with him. So like and don't, you don't know, they that. they put Roman Reigns so many positions to get booed over the last years that like I don't think they were like, Oh, well he just come back from cancer, so we can't get him booed. They've done but get his ass booed for like for eighty percent of the last five years.
1: I think the only thing that's going to get Roman Reigns booed is if he gets to the world championship before the summer. and By summer, I mean basically SummerSlam. Or actually, I think that might be it. If it, if he gets to the world title before SummerSlam, after a significant amount of time, like they got to let that st- breathe because he was already the world champion last time before he before he gave up the title. So, and like he's always he's always in pursuit of it too. So yeah. that's another thing.
0: Yeah, generally speaking, yeah. I mean, with his top guy, like this is going to happen. You're always going to be in title contention when you're the top guy. Um, Even,
1: I think, but uh, real quick, like, but that's the problem, like, because when he was U.S. champion, it's like, oh, okay. Like we've talked about this before. Like, yeah, you could have matches with Big E. You could have matches with Sami Zayn. You can have all. You, you wrestle Rusev twice, and you go after the, the the world title.
0: Yeah, he could do that, or you're they go out there
1: punishment. and just go ahead. I'm saying my I'm like, and you're supposed to be on punishment, quote unquote.
0: Oh, punishment? What do you mean? Uh, the demotion, the, the, the basically. Oh, you're talking about after, after the PED failure. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they don't care about that. They just care <laughs> if you show up to work. And then they're, they'll be upset with you because you missed 30 days of work. That's about it. They don't care. You think this man gives a fine fuck if any of these dudes are out here pissing cloudy? Come on now. <laughs> yeah, so, after the Triple H uh, promo, we get Kathy Kelly backstage near the men's locker room and um, we get some of the reactions from the roster, and he said that some are, exci- are excited and some are upset. Uh, we then get Kono Reeves, who we haven't seen in months, and he said, uh, that, he said that the five-way match, it'll be alright, but it won't be the finest, and then he walked away because he stinks. So then, <laughs> so then we get the Forgotten Sons, and they tell uh, Kathy that why are they even asking them about that match when they have the finals of the Dusty Rose Classic coming next week, and this proves that they are forgotten. And then uh and then uh they moved on from there. We also get uh we also get some like promo vignette deals from all five members of the uh of the upcoming match later in the show. So then um we end up getting a video package of Chompa in, Alabama, in Birmingham, Alabama, James Andrews medical um facility where they he goes out there and fixes all these premier athletes.
1: So real quick, when he's back healthy He's he's these basically done with NXT, right? Kind of, like, all, <sighs> the last thing there was probably just going to be to take the L to Gargano, and I'm pretty sure Gargano's going to be moving up to the main roster by the time. What's the pay, what's the big takeover special? The the for the SummerSlam takeover.
0: Oh, Toronto, Toronto too. Two.
1: That's probably like that'll probably be like his last big thing, or they might even have him finish up earlier. But I doubt, I, I doubt that.
0: I don't think they're gonna move Gargano now. Like when he came, when they came up that one week that he they were up there, you know they were a tag team. So I'm pretty sure um, they're gonna be a tag team. And now that he that you know um, Champa's gone, he's gonna be in NXT, which is. Fine by me because if he's NXT, he can go out there and he still is, can be great and have these, you know, best matches um, on this side of the planet. So fine by me because there was some talk about, yeah, you know, they might move him on to 205 Live and it's like, why the fuck would you move your top star from from your third brand and then move him to your fifth brand?
1: For a 205 Live, I, I had hope for that promotion to be something better than what it is. Which well, isn't to say that it's bad, but
0: it's not bad at all. It's just no one cares because you presented it as lesser than. Man, like I,
1: fresh off the cruiserweight
0: classic, that should
1: have been one of the best shows, one of the hot, one of the like that should have been what the, the cruiserweight division was for WCW back in the day.
0: Like if you if you want to get them over the cruiserweights over, you would have not put them on Raw like after the brand split. Randomly, um, and then have them basically get two segments per show, where all they do is wrestle each other, and no one knows who they are, and they don't do anything as far as character development or or um, storyline or move through storylines or whatever. You can't get into people when you when you get the samplings of them or whatever. So you see somebody like five times just wrestling matches, like. That's not what the main roster is necessarily for. Like you're supposed to put them into the world, let them look impressive, and then throw them up against other people that are also impressive. Like, and but, when you're when you never get to fight any of the quote unquote heavyweights, and never like you know lose impressively, or you know beat a person once or twice, like one two three kid or whoever else. Like that just you you have work. You just guys that do flips that are small, as opposed to most of the other roster, which is like bigger people that also do flips.
1: And to that end, it's like, even the simple stuff, like WWE is the, their production and how they can make shape things and give the vignettes and all that stuff. That's one of the things that they're known for to make wrestlers and make them interesting before even arriving on the main roster. Yep, They they basically did a cold open with the cruiserweights like two weeks after the the tournament.
0: That was ridiculous. But, but, but Simon, here's the thing. They did the cold open with the top four biggest stars on fucking NXT, the developmental brand. Like Ricochet, Gargano, uh, Aleister Black, uh, Ciampa, those are all first round draft picks. And they all put them up on the same night all together. (laughs) Just the same way that they did the same thing with uh, Becky and Charlotte and Sasha. And remember when they all came up and like, it took them, until what? It took them like, mm, no, I won't say six months, but it took them until like the winter and for them to actually like come off as real stars because they had got away from that whole gang warfare for lack of a better word when it was like the Bellas versus the Sorority Sisters, it's like, aka uh, PCB versus Team Bad. It's like you can't get nine people over all at once um, and you can't get four people all over at once. Like it has to be steps. But In, Mark, with the cruiserweights, they never. They just said we just have a whole division. We're just gonna put on twice a twice a show, and hopefully they'll get over because they're gonna wrestle really hard.
1: Yeah, because nobody else does that,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> like they wrestle better. They they work at a faster pace, and you know higher and I'm, not higher impact, but like work at a faster pace, and it's more interesting to me. But I'm a wrestling nerd. Like, yep, there is a clear distinction between a pers- a WWE fan, and you know, a wrestling fan at this point. Like, and it's more, and you see it, the differences more and more every single time you go on social media or whatever else. And there's no, sh- there's no right way or wrong way of viewing it. It's just like, that's what you, that's how you are informed by how you grew up, what the stuff you're watching. And that's why you like it. And that's how, and this is how other people like it. And there's a clash there. Like I can go, you know, I watched stardom. I've, I picked up my Stardom subscription in um, early January. There's no commentary on there. There's very few promos you get, like, um, you go to their show list, you click on a match, and then you'll get a promo between the people who are in the match, um, a quick promo, and then they come out and they wrestle with no commentary. I love it. But other people, like, they need to be emotional. They need-, they need the foreplay. They need to, mo- to be emotionally invested in stuff that f- care about people fighting. And it's like, for me, I just want to see the fight.
1: Oh. So, but real quick before we move on. The top drafts of NXT, they they just get brought up out the blue. But Lars Sullivan and Lacey Evans, they get weeks of,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they
1: get weeks of vignettes.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we saw what that worked out for Lars and how what is working out for Lacey Evans right now. I mean, you could do it the other way too, because it's like um, you bring people up one at a time or whatever else too. That's still, sometimes that doesn't work either. Like I mean, they all brought up or. After all, last year, they brought up, what, Sanity and Andrade, and I can't recall who else, but, Sanity's like... Sanity's still employed. Sanity? Yeah. Yeah, uh, the, Sanity, last time I saw him, he, uh, he had, or uh, Eric Young had a match with Ricochet, I want to say, like, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Like, on TV? On SmackDown, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, see oh. what I mean? Yeah. And then those. the time before that was when um they were getting ready for the Survivor Series uh pre show match with the tag teams. And the Usos were walking through that that boiler room that and back room that Undertaker and Kane normally occupy, but they ain't here no more. So the Usos decided to hook up in there or link up in there. And they were just bivving all the tag teams, the bar or wasn't the bar, I'm sorry, the Sanity, the New Day, who trying to think of the club, and they were like they handed them shirts, the SmackDown shirts and said, Welcome to the Uso Penitentiary. So that's <laughs> so that's kinda like the last few times I remember seeing Sanity period is like they're just cannon fodder or just people off on the side. Jesus. Yeah, so so then we get a video package from Chompa. Sorry about that, uh, the digression, guys. But uh, we get a video <laughs> package from um, Chompa in Alabama, Birmingham. And it's all devoted to his neck surgery. Um, and it, it explains the surgery process, recovery time. Said it is like, you know, six months to a year. Um, his family is with him at the time. They ended up explaining and showing um uh, uh, x ray and explained it like his next bump, he could have been paralyzed. Wow. Yeah. Um, so. Then we get a uh, we get another interview with uh, Kathy Kelly and she is interviewing the Sky Pirates who are in the middle of a photo shoot, which is like weird. They've done this before, but still weird. EO um, and Kyrie, they're they're cheerful. Kathy Kelly asks about uh, the four way match at Takeover. They end up saying that nothing can come between them, according can uh, come between their friendship. And then all of a sudden, out comes um, Bianca Belair and arrests and then cuts them off in the promos and then runs them down and then storms off and then. It pisses off Kyrie so much that she goes to walk after uh, Bianca to go whoop that ass but then EO held her back and it's like nah I let her because I remember what happened in the May Young Classic the first year <laughs> well <laughs> yeah so then we get our one only match on the show uh, they end up mentioning that um, there are other matches that were advertised but it took but this match took precedent because they needed a, a contender for um, for the vacant title so, Adam Cole versus Ricochet versus Aleister Black versus Matt Riddle versus Velveteen Dream. Um, winner goes to um, take over New York to face Gargano for the NXT title. But before um, we get
1: into it, who are you rooting for in this match?
0: Um, Let's see. I was rooting for Ricochet, honestly. I, I mean, I, pretty, really, I was rooting for for me, it could have been anybody, it could have been any of the five, but, like, I would have loved to see him fight, uh, I would love to see him, Ricochet in a title match.
1: I was, uh, it was either him or Alistair Black for me. Yeah, Michael like,
0: was, I knew, uh, special. Right, like, I knew that Ricochet was going to be in it because the Dusty Rose classic booking, but it's like, it would have been cool to have been able to have been like, alright, well, we still, you know, you took my title from me by taking E's way out, how about I whoop your ass for the belt you've been chasing after on and off for the last year, right? Or 15 months. So, that's what I would have been. That's why it's kind of room for Ricochet and then, like, decided to go at him. calling. that was understandable because, like, Ricochet and Alistair Black, like, after this takeover, are probably out of here. Gargano's probably staying. Um, Too soon for me. Velveteen's the, the North American champion right now. And um, Riddle... You know he's getting his feet wet still, so it makes sense. I mean they could have hot shot at Riddle, but I don't see what the point would have been.
1: That yeah, that was that was that was like the the last one I wanted to see.
0: Yeah, like he's not getting a promo. Like he's a great wrestler. Don't be wrong, but like he's not getting a promo to be like your top guy right now. No. What are you
1: talking about he's gonna retire Brock, didn't you? Yeah,
0: that, that's what he wants to do. Like sure, but
1: <laughs> hmm. everybody got dreams, big fella.
0: Yeah. So, um. <laughs> Match begins with a melee. Uh, Black and Dream were first to square off in the ring. Riddle and Dream continue to continue uh, teasing a future match between them two. They end up facing off at one point. Um, Dream ends up. I'm sorry, Dream twice jumped into the ring in to break up pro missions because he kept slapping on submissions on people. Uh, Riddle. Um, towards the end of the match, uh, Dream found himself trapped in uh, submission. In that submission, finally, uh, Black got to shine at certain points and he also threw kicks and knee strikes. He also did a springboard Quebrada. Uh, Dream came out the top rope with a flying axe handle on the floor. Um, Ricochet flew around because that's what he does. Um, we get a parade of high spots. Um, we get a Tower of Doom spot. And then we get a closing um, segment where basically, how do I say this? Cole and your boy uh, Velveteen are on the floor. Or down outside the ring on the floor, and or maybe it's or maybe it's Alistair Black set a Velveteen. I can't remember. Yeah, that's what it was. It was Velveteen. It was Velveteen up on the top rope, ready to do a move, and then you have Cole and Alistair on the floor outside. Ricochet runs up and gives him a Hurricane off off the top rope. He lands on the apron, but Velveteen lays out. Adam Cole, and Aleister Black. So, Riddle's down on the ground, so or on in the ring. So, after that happens, Ricochet gets back up to the top rope, and he hits a, a shooting star press onto Riddle, and you think that's the end of the match. Then, I don't, all of a sudden, the person that got wiped out on the floor, Adam Cole, he gets up, no sales effect, he got wiped out, and just hits the... Um, it hits the the kill shot or the last shot, whatever he calls it. basically the, the shin shining wizard bag of the head on ricochet. And it pins ricochet. He goes to NXT takeover for the NXT title against Gargano. Um, this oh, is a great match. I probably give it like four and a half.
1: I really, I really knew it was going to be good when majority of the, the front load of the show was filled with promos. Mm-hmm. Even This is like fantastic. And it's, and it's stuff like this. That really wants to make me watch NXT more, uh, more regularly than I actually do, I usually just wait for the takeovers because that's where the that's where the magic happens. But yep. they got some great wrestling on these on these little TV shows too.
0: Oh yeah, man! Like you'll see, you know, the first round of the Dusty Rose Classic, which was two weeks ago, they had three mat they had four matches, all his matches, right? Like every single match is three and three quarters or better. Like you got you have. Um, you have Oni and Lorkin versus uh the the Forgotten Sons. You have Mustache Mountain versus the Street Prophets. You have uh Alistair Black you have Alister Black and uh Ricochet versus oh I can't remember who it was they were fighting. Um oh Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel, and then you have in the main event you have DIY versus um Fish and O'Reilly. All those matches were great.
1: They sound great.
0: Yeah, like just, just killer matches after killer, match after killer match after killer match after killer match. The week before, then I believe you had the um, you had the freaking kaiju battle between Keith Lee and um, and Dijakovic, and I think on that same show you also had that three match between, um, I'm sorry, two way ma- or the the number one contender match, or no, I'm sorry, last week was the number one contender match between Io Shirai and Bianca Belair. Um, yeah, like you know, I think also on that same show they had the Jack and Lee match. The main event was Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler, and that match was great. Just a great storytelling match. Like they're both working over body parts. Um, they're both injured, and basically Shayna wins at the end because she outsmarted, um, because she outsmarted Mia. Like, and Mia basically was just resourceful throughout the whole entire match with a with a bum leg, and just just kept surviving, kept surviving, almost put Shane away. Like NXT television is just like so good now at this point. And that's one of the things like that I enjoy about the show is we're able to show like the evolution from like, it was truly developed. It truly felt like developmental five years ago. Now, you know, it's, it's really, it's just a third, it's really a third brand.
1: Performance center. New
0: developmental.
1: Amazing. And since we mentioned Shayna Baszler, and we also talked about Ronda Rousey, but I'm not sure if that was recorded or not. Uh, no, nah, that wasn't
0: recorded. We were just talking ask, about a million things besides NXT at that point.
1: <laughs> but the question I think got to be asked, because of course there's some people who there's a rumor that Ronda Rousey's going to go away for a little while afterwards. Or She's whatever. not
0: on the European house show or yeah. or, or, or the tour right now.
1: Right. Neither is so, Ambrose. So at what point do Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey uh, get going? Like, a, when when is Shayna Basz, do you think, coming up?
0: Well, and honestly, she should come up, like, after WrestleMania. Um, exactly. Honestly, she should have came up after World Rumble.
1: I'm thinking that they might... Because I'm also thinking about the finish of the match, and what if they decide to have uh, Ronda win, even though it's probably not... It's probably, like, the last option.
0: Who knows? Um, I mean, I don't... For me, personally, like... I don't think you can put, just bring Shayna in and just have her immediately like challenge um Ronda. Um I don't think people will buy it cuz I mean Shayna was only uh, the people that know of Shayna Baszler as a former MMA uh fighter, they know that she wasn't on that level that Ronda was on, so they and also he's like she was on the main roster and then there's another NXT or and then people are going to you know gonna be like okay so why did not they bring her up immediately like if she wasn't if she was all that right
1: yeah.
0: um now you have to do some convincing and on the main roster like hell they barely even want to let Shane or barely want to let um ronda kill anybody let alone let shana do it shana be an excellent heel on on tv she just come out just well, be a bully like she always is and just well, they- quickly beat dispatch some of these non-contenders and then you know Go out there and sell around for the people that are um, going to be the title contenders uh, coming up. Like she would make a great champion on the main roster. Um, well, thankfully the
1: as far as killing Ronda Rousey killing folks, thankfully the closest she ever come to wrestling a boxer is Nia Jax. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, All right, Simon. So uh, I think that's end <laughs> of the show right there. You killed it. So so you go ahead and um and give us your plugs, man.
1: All right. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at SGC Speaks, Instagram SGC Central. I'm a writer for Sports Kita. Uh, just type in my name, Simon Cotton. Something will pop right up. Uh, i writing a few columns. I just wrote one about Braun Strowman and how like the company is basically going to continue just misusing him at this point because <laughs> he should be the guy or at least one of the big guys. And he's clearly not. Um and yeah, I'm going to start the retro podcast at some point covering the WrestleManias that have occurred in New York and the New Jersey area since WrestleManias returning to the MetLife Stadium. Uh, so look out for that.
0: Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on the show. And guys, be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using to listen. Tell the folk about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our friends, powerslam.tv, the sponsor of the show. If you're a fan of Independent Pro Wrestling, They have over 4,000 hours of footage from all over the world. You can use the code Social Suplex to get your free month's trial. Don't forget to visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Social Suplex and pick up some official Social Suplex Podcast Network merchandise. Be sure to check out uh, some of the other shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. On Sundays, we have One Nation Radio. On Mondays, we have... Until April 1st that is We have the Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast On Tuesdays we have Keeping a Strong Style On Wednesdays we have the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show And every other Wednesday we have Grown Men Watch This Shit On Thursdays we until April 1st Again we have the Omega Luke Podcast On Fridays we have this show NXT Then Now Forever And on Saturdays we have All Things Elite Thanks for listening Later